The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's the RJ Ochoa Show on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. What's going on in Jerry's world? What's the latest from Cowboy Camp? Find out right here, Friday mornings at 7.30 and 9.30 with the manager and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, RJ Ochoa. Here's Robin Rudy. It's r in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Without further ado, we're joined by Mr. Blogging the Boys himself, R.J. Ochoa. How you doing this morning, R.J.? Great to be with you both. Uh, happy Friday. Happy halfway to Christmas. Happy what else you want to call it. I just hope you're happy. That's what, that's what I want more than anything. That's all that matters. We just, as you know, every Friday we talk to Coach Mike McCarthy. Uh, and one of the things I asked him, R.J., was this schedule that Tyron Smith is on. It was funny how Tyler Smith was like, hey, man, I, I don't think myself or still can be on that schedule. I wouldn't even ask him. But <laughs> the schedule that they have him on, RJ, he's been playing out of his mind. And then you put with Tyler Smith next to him, that has to be a big part of why McCarthy's opened up a different side of the playbook and given Dak more time to sit back there in the pocket and, and deliver the ball the way he's been delivering it. Yeah, I think that's a really astute assessment. Um, you know, PFF has Tyron and Tyler. The left side of the line is the are they one? Each of their okay, the, yeah, okay. Each, each of them are. Um, and so I mean, they, they kind of you know hopscotch around you know over a given week one or two. But I mean, they're they're obviously right up there. And it's it's insane that Tyron can be that great without any practice. But <laughs> I mean, it's it's just who he is at this point in the practice. I mean, the reality is he, he can only throw so many pitches at this age. I mean, the, the ripe old age of 34 that Tyron Smith is. Um, and so, actually 33, excuse me, I'm, I'm shortchanging him. And oh. so, uh, you you know, it's it's bold and it's risky, but, you know, Melissa Stark reported on, on Sunday Night Football that Mike McCarthy um, asked Tyron, he talked to Tyron, and that's something that, you know, McCarthy is, is very hell-bent on, his player health and wellness and, um, getting players on regimens that work for their routines, not overworking them in practice because at the end of the day, while practice and obviously things like that matter and are important, it's the game. And if you're not ready for the game, I mean, it's kind of all, you know, meaningless. Very true. Speaking of Tyron Smith, with the way he's played and the success they found with the schedule that they have him on with being able to play more consistently and stay healthy, does that change the plans for the team and him this off season in terms of he was going into the final year of his deal. There was a lot of thought that, you know, they part ways at the end of the year. Does that now get reconsidered? I mean, you know, Tyron wants to come back. I think you, you have to be open to it, but I think you have to start really preparing yourself, whether it ultimately materializes or not for life without him. Um, and, and, you know, the reality, I mean, Dak is the longest tenured starting quarterback in the NFL. That doesn't even sound never, right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's true. I know, I know. He, he has never played a full season with Tyron Smith. It's just, it's literally never happened because Tyron misses time. And, and you know, this year he, he really kind of put his foot in the ground and, and seemingly turned things around, thank God, and, and obviously all the best to him. But, 
Um, you know, this this is a thing the Cowboys have been playing with fire. I mean, they're doing the you're you're a little kid at, at breakfast or brunch with your parents and the butter knife on your hand, spreading your fingers <laughs> out. And it's you know, it, it's it's a game that that is really precarious and and really unsettling. And so you you have to you have to reach a certain point where I, I wouldn't say it's not worth it anymore, but where it might be more responsible to consider other alternatives. So this game coming in with Buffalo. You're facing the guy in Josh Allen. I know Coach McCarthy <laughs> told us Hankins isn't going to practice today. I'd be shocked if Hankins plays at all. Josh Allen, ten rushing touchdowns, does have fourteen interceptions. I- I'm really, I'm really. I mean, and I don't ask him about scheme because he's not going to go into it. So it's really a waste of two minutes. But I really want to see how Dan Quinn defends Josh Allen because they. I mean, we talk about, a lot about Diggs, but they have other weapons, and one of those weapons is Josh Allen's ability to use his legs. Yeah, I mean, he's going to eat. You, you have to accept that. <laughs> Just you know, accept he's, it. <laughs> he's gonna, yeah, he's going to win at certain points. I mean, the Cowboys are, are two weeks removed from Geno Smith, you know, lighting them up. Good and point. Um, I don't I don't say that to slight Geno, but, um, you know, Josh Allen is reckless and beautiful and chaotic and messy and surgical all at the same time. Um, and so you, you have to kind of, you know, th- this is a bull you're going to ride. An-, an analogy I use often is you ever play a video game and, you know, you, you have, you're like kind of, you've lost focus because you're concentrating so hard, but you can't focus because if you, if you focus your vision, you'll actually lose, you know, the moment you're in. And you kind of have to live in that blur in games like this, because if you, if you try too hard, if you try to be too, too methodical, if you try to be too married to one thing or another, Josh Allen is the type of quarterback that can kill you. I mean, you, you have to, re, you know, re, you know, understand and, and react to the overall reality here, which is he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You do have one of the best defenses in the NFL, but it's an offensive game. He, he controls everything, and you know, you have an offense to score too. R.J. Ochoa, blogging the boys, joining us on the Buyers Barricades guest line. R.J., speaking of Josh Allen, does the defense and Dan Quinn, while the difficulty of defending him is there? knowing that he has the propensity for turning the ball over with 17 already this season, although that doesn't seem as big of a an issue as it was last year in the media, but that's another story for another day. But the fact that, that, that he does give the football away, whether it is fumbles or interceptions, does the defense and Dan Quinn kind of lick their chops a little bit getting into this, especially knowing what the weather conditions may be? You know, you're right, Blaze. I know one San Antonio sports star, um, you know, front-facing member that had a big old problem with interceptions last year that is pretty quiet on, on this note when it comes to Josh Allen right now. But, um, you know, hey, uh, that's, that's neither here nor there. I, I don't hold any grudges against anyone in life. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you, you have to capitalize. The, the Cowboys have lost three games this season where they haven't generated a defensive takeaway. And they, you know, the, excuse me, the Cowboys haven't generated a defensive takeaway uh, that I really count in three games. And they've lost all of them, obviously, mm. to Arizona, San Francisco, and Philly. Um, I say I really count because they did force a fumble in San Francisco, but it was, it was Christian McCaffrey literally running over Jordan Lewis and the ball <laughs> just happened to land in, in Jordan's chest. Um, and so, you know, those are, are swing plays. Those are momentum plays. And uh, those are field position plays, and those are big-time stops. I mean, I think the Eagles are a great example. I mean, the Cowboys, you know, off Philadelphia fumble three times in Philly, 
and didn't recover a single one of them, and they lost. They, they lost just barely versus last week, Philly fumbled three times, and they recovered all of them, and they blew them out. I mean, it, it's, it's obvious, and, and it makes sense, but recovering, you know, fumbles or creating turnovers are big swings in general, let alone when you have an offense that can turn them into 14-point swings. Bigger, I guess, a more of a help to Dak Prescott. Is it Ferg or is it Cooks? Because I think one of the things I asked McCarthy about was the fact that they've been able to get those two going. I think, and I don't say this often, I think with those two playing the way they are, they've been damn near unstoppable. Organically integrating The them. way they've been organically integrated. Who's been a bigger help to Dak? Is it the emergence of Cooks or is it the emergence of Ferguson? I think Jake Ferguson is incredible, and I, I think he's this super fun ball of energy. He's Tasmanian devil, and, and you kind of, you know, he's animal from the Muppet Baby. He's like, a different you know, cat. He's a different yeah. cat. Um, but Dak has had success with tight ends in the past, although this seems to be just a little bit different. I, I really think the answer is Cooks, and, and mm. he's more quiet, so it's not as, you know, loud. Um, but because of the domino effect, Brandon Cooks draws attention away from CD. Uh, Brandon Cooks, you know, uh, and that, that corporate knowledge that, again, is, is a super popular term in the old neck of the woods. I mean, he, he is a, a tried and true difference maker. A year ago, it was, man, they only have CD Lamb. They have no other explosive playmakers. They simply can't get going here. And the fact that Brandon Cooks simply exists now already, you know, raises the floor from, again, this time, this time a year ago. We were foaming at the mouth because the Cowboys signed T.Y. Hilton. Uh, and so, so, so Brand- know, all right? due respect to T.Y. Uh, so Brandon Cooks is, is again, I think uh, the, the catalytic effect of what he offers is much more pronounced than, than what Ferguson offers. Although, I mean, th- them happening in parallel with one another is, is obviously what has taken things to a whole different level. Because it's the Cowboys, we're always going to find something to move the goalpost on when it comes to whether it's Dak or the Cowboys in general. But I think they can shut a lot of people up over this stretch of games because they, they got have the, it already. They, Damn, what else they got to do? Do you listen to the Blitz? No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's I a do. lot. I do all the time. You know that goalpost is constantly moving from one Joe Ryan Eagle, especially. But there are a bunch of people in the media. Uh, I see it on first take. I see it uh, on get yeah. up to where. They beat the Eagles. They house the Eagles. Right. Okay, the Eagles aren't the Eagles. Maybe they aren't as good as they were. They beat a team over five hundred with right. Seattle. Well, they're 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 at five hundred now. They're not over five hundred anymore. So can we qualify that one? Now you've got a a Buffalo team that has been playing well over the last few weeks, and you're going on the road and you're playing a a, a good team on the road in consecutive weeks between them and Miami, and then you close it out with right. Detroit. Detroit right. Like you can. I think answer a lot of questions going into the playoffs about giving at least Cowboy fans, I would think, an ease going into the playoffs because once you get into the playoffs, it's still anything can happen. It is a, it is a one-game scenario where anything can happen, but I feel a lot more comfortable about this Dallas Cowboys team than I have over the last two years. I think that's well said, um, and I agree with you. People, you know, don't want to give them their flowers or whatever uh, for any reason. 
And I, I think one of the only legitimate things you can hold against them is they haven't showed the same level of dominance on the road. On the road. Um, and, and, you know, they actually haven't played a game on the road. I don't know if y'all realize since the Sunday before Thanksgiving. It's, mm-hmm. it's been we, – we sit 10 days from Christmas, and the last time they played a game on the road is the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And so um, – and they're not just going anywhere. They're going to Orchard Park, to Buffalo, the Mafia – um, and to kind of a, a resuscitated mafia. I mean, you know, the big win at Arrowhead last week, after all the Chiefs, you know, whined and complained in oh, a super God. silly fashion. Um, <laughs> Embarrassing. And so, I, I mean, I do think the, the, the theater of it all sets up well. You know, if they go to, to this specific venue and win, and, and particularly win dominantly, I think it becomes all the more undeniable. But I think that that's, that's kind of their thing. Like, they get, you know – you know, a lack of credit for not doing this and not doing that in these close games. And their, their argument is always, well, we, we blow teams out. Like, why does it matter? Um, and similarly, it's like, okay, well, if we keep doing all of this, why does it matter? Like, let's, let's just keep. And yeah. It's crazy. The fourth quarter insignificant. Yeah. Before we get you out of here, RJ Cowboys win. If. If. If Dak Prescott is Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons is Micah Parsons. I know that's lame, but... I no, mean, no, I feel you. No, if that's the yeah. answer, that's the answer. <laughs> that's, I mean, everything else kind of falls in line after that. But if they can if they can continue this form, I mean, they're, they're pretty difficult to stop. And the Bills aren't... Look, I know they won last week, but Sean McDermott almost... You know, he did pee down his leg. I A mean, lot. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. Clock, like, I mean, and, and he has done that, you know, week after week after week after week. So... Put yourself in a position. Welcome the P. You know what I mean. Just embrace the P and 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 be the team that survives. That's really. It doesn't have to be flashy. Nobody, nobody's not a prerequisite or requirement. All you got to do is win, whether you blow them out or not. If you keep this momentum up, that's all anybody really cares about. He is RJ Ochoa joining us on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Uh, Last thing, and we'll get you out of here, RJ. In previous years, I've always had an issue. There's been a fatal flaw, in my opinion, of the Cowboys. A couple of years ago, it was the penalties, the stupid penalties that set them back behind the chains and ended up coming back and hurting them against San Francisco. Last year, it was obviously the turnovers. They became a big issue throughout the season, and eventually the turnovers were the thing that kind of hurt them in the playoffs. Is there a fatal flaw with this team? Because I don't think I've been able to pinpoint it. Went on the road. If you're you're looking for specific things, I would say on offense it might be the run game. They haven't had a a big day. Um, You know, they got a great test last week against that front of Philly and and played really well. But, um, you know, while Dak is on a heater, you do have to be able to run the ball in in the playoffs and in cooler environments. And so – this weekend is a great kind of test of that potential flaw. Defensively, um, I mean, again, we act like they're perfect um, and they get a lot of praise, but there are there are games where they can't get to the passer. There are games where they can't close. I mean, there are games where, you know, they, they miss out on those tiny little inches that make the overwhelming difference. Shout out, of course, to Al Pacino um, in one of the greatest movies ever. Uh, and so – it's, I mean, some, sometimes they're not tidy enough. And, and if those things all happen simultaneously, it's a recipe for disaster. That's why you said it, Pledge. In the playoffs, you can be the, the team with the highest point differential ever and all these cute records and all these 
you know, streaks and whatnot, but it's one day, it's one game, and if you're not 100%, somebody will completely and totally take advantage of it, which is why this game is so heartbreaking. That's why he's RJ Ochoa. That's why he is blogging the boys. Great stuff, as always, RJ. I look forward to threads and Twitter this Sunday at 3. It's always good. Great follow. Follow me at RJ Ochoa. You have a great weekend, sir, and take care of that beautiful family of yours. Likewise, appreciate it. Promise me that at one point this weekend, you will each sit back on a couch, recline it, lean back, and just enjoy the life that you've worked very hard for and deserve. And this is what I'll say. When when Kay Adams hires you, don't forget about us. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm, I'm starting to get jealous, RJ. I'm starting to get jealous, bro. I mean, um, you know, I just, I'm, I'm very grateful and, and blessed and fortunate to have people like you uh, who asked me to come on their shows and talk about the Dallas Cowboys. The, the life I'm living is uh, is a joke. I'm, I'm inordinately <laughs> blessed that I get to Hell yeah. Television.